Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast and supporting Midgard Musings and Random Heathen Ramblings here on the podcast and all the ways that you do. I did just want to call to your attention, in case you didn't know, that one of the many ways that you can support this podcast is by purchasing merchandise. And you can do that by going to MidgardMusingsStore.com. Okay, all the purchases that are made go to directly support the podcast um, and any of the other social media platforms that I distribute content on, which mainly include YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, so you guys and gals out there, please be sure to check out MidgardMusingsStore.com. You can get t-shirts, tank tops, hoodies, and all other kinds of things in variety of sizes and colors. The styles uh, can cater to all types of folks, men, women, children, even infants. We've got some really cute uh, baby onesies that uh, you know vary in all different kinds of sizes. So make sure to head over to MidgardMusingStore.com. Check out what you got over there to get for yourself, your kids, your wife, your girlfriend, your husband, your boyfriend, your loved ones, your grandma, your grandpa, anybody in your life that you think would love to rock some awesome Midgard Musings merchandise. Check it out and get you something today. Hey, everybody. Do you guys enjoy what I do here on the podcast? And do you enjoy listening and watching to what I do on YouTube as well? Maybe you're trying to think of a way to help support these projects and content that I release, well, I'm going to give you one idea to think about, and that is Patreon. I'm not sure if you realize it, but Midgard Musings is available to become a patron uh, to on Patreon. So go to patreon.com slash Midgard Musings, and you can help support what I do here on the podcast and across my other social media platforms for just as little as a dollar a month if you so choose, right? So if everybody who's listening and watching what I do pledge just one dollar a month, that would help tremendously. There are other tier levels of support that you can choose on Patreon. So head over to patreon.com slash Midgard Musings and see what fits you over there. As always, thank you so much for your support. Let's get back to the podcast. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Everybody all over the world, if you are looking to get your voice heard on the Midgard Musings podcast, you have the option to call in, leave a voicemail, and be featured on the podcast. So all you have to do is to whatever country that you're in, you need to dial one to reach the United States. Area code 615 671 is the hotline number just call in leave your voicemail there and i will review it and i would love to feature your message here on a future midgard musings podcast episode really excited to feature this opportunity on this platform so again that number is 
671-9832. It is a local United States domestic number. So if you are outside of the country and you need to reach the U.S., dial 1 uh, for the U.S. 615-671-9832. Go ahead and call into the podcast. Leave your message there. I am looking forward to hearing from you. Thank you so very much for supporting what I do here on the Random Heathen Ramblings podcast on Midgard Musings. All right, everybody. Hail and welcome back to another episode of Random Heathen Ramblings here on the Midgard Musings podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching today. My name is Jesse and I'm your host as always. I've got a special guest lined up today, returning yet again uh, for, let me see, what's the, had him on the channel twice. Don't think we've actually had him on a, on a podcast. I, however, have been featured on two of his podcast. I'm of course talking about Nightshade from the Flatline to Beatline podcast. And uh, all the information about Flatline to Beatline is uh, going to be in the show notes and of course down in the description for all of my viewers on YouTube that are able to watch the video version of this podcast. And if you have not yet checked out the option for you to become a member of Midgard Musings on YouTube, so that way you can also, um, amongst other incentives and perks, get uh, the video versions of this podcast. Also check the show notes because the link for you to join the channel is right down there um, or up there or over there or right in front of your face. <laughs> so check out the show notes. Um, you know the drill. Um, but for right now, we are going to go ahead and, um, you know, get through our intro. So let's get this started. All right, so like I said, today's guest is going to be Nightshade from the Flatline to Beatline uh, podcast. We're going to be talking about a number of things, a number of ramblings. I know um, some of the things on the list are going to include this whole gas shortage debacle thing where um, I've remained quiet about it for the last week. Um, At the time of this podcast being uh recorded we are just in the first week of when the um colonial pipeline was the victim of a cyber attack so you know by the time you guys get to this we'll already have been past the week of 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 that um so we'll see where we're at at that point but up to this point um there are gas short shortages uh, or shortages of uh of uh, gasoline um, in many states throughout the United States, North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia, Georgia, Florida, a little bit in Tennessee, although we're not seeing it too bad here. Um, it's 
prices have gone way way up um, but we can still find find gas but uh it's 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 due to this you know panic buying thing so i have i've, I've remained you know quiet about the whole thing um but we're gonna talk a bit about that with nightshade we're also going to talk about um a bit of you know reintroducing public gatherings public events uh post pandemic restrictions you know because um now with everybody getting vaccinated or the vaccine becoming more and more accessible uh to more and more people um the restrictions uh for gatherings and uh, all this other kind of stuff um are starting to be a bit more relaxed so i know a lot of people not just in the pagan community but people all over are looking at opportunities to you know get back together with people and have you know larger scale events or or host things and, and be a part of things so we're going to talk a bit about that too and honestly that is uh that's what's on the agenda but you know how these random ramblings go you just you never know um who's going to say what and what's going to happen and where where things go or what rabbit hole we go down but uh that's sort of the the agenda uh as it were for today's podcast so you know if you guys want to be a part of the podcast um whether as a special featured guest um you can always send me an email midgard musings tn at gmail.com you can always you know uh follow me on my social media send me a direct message on twitter send me a message on facebook all the information is going to be in the link tree link that is annotated in the show notes of the podcast as well as in the description of the video um but if you want to just you know call in maybe you just want to send a message send a uh, some some you know moral support some vocal support whatever an idea a suggestion your thoughts on a podcast you know whatever you've got a couple options you can send a voice message uh with just a one minute limit you can send a voice message to the podcast on any of your podcast listening platforms um i know for sure that anchor has it so anchor.fm slash midgard musings uh go to that uh website on your browser or download the anchor app on your phone and find midgard musings there and send me a voice message um but for the most part i think the best option would be for you to get uh, to call the midgard musings hotline that number is 615-671-9832 and we'll uh listen to your message play it on the podcast get some dialogue built around it should be fun I uh, just want to say thank you to all the listeners. Thank you to all the members of the channel that are the reason why we have video versions of this. You guys are the real MVPs, guys and gals out there. So thank you so much. So um, check the link tree for all the ways that you can support Midgard Musings. Other than that, um, but for right now, let's go ahead and welcome in Nightshade from the Flatline to Beatline podcast. Let's go. All right, folks. Well, here we are. We've got uh, Nightshade that just uh, that just hopped in. So, hail and welcome to Nightshade. Uh, thanks for coming back on the. Well, actually, thanks for coming to the podcast. You're a your first time podcast guest from on mine, even though I've been on on your show a couple of times. You've been on the YouTube channel, but for those maybe that are listening new or or watching new that don't know much about you, why don't you uh, tell us all who you are and what you do out there? Well, uh, I'm the host of Flatline to Beatline, um, <clears throat> the only podcast of its kind, absolutely, and I'm proud of that. Um, yeah. For those of you who don't know, it, it, it's uh, I interview uh, 
fellow pagans, witches, Satanists, and Luciferians who are business owners, authors, artists, musicians, and content creators who are trying to get their names out there. I focus on the ones who, who don't get, who get overlooked, who get ignored because they're not popular and they're not profitable to other, you know, podcasters. Uh, I'm also the co-host of Hail and Horns. Uh, with Kendra Raven Moon, where we discuss topics people don't want to talk about. They they just hide it. Uh, as an example, last night I was live on, we were talking about uh, the language of gender neutrality. Um, mm. you know, things that do affect uh, the, the occult, pagan, witch circles. And yeah. So, you know, yeah, that, that's pretty much me. I'm Germanic pagan. Uh, I've been practicing uh, traditional witchcraft for this is my now 33rd year. Of practicing so you know wow. yeah that's you know you know you say 33 years to me looking at you you know that that to me would be like your whole life i'm 40 uh, I'm, hopefully... I'm 43 years old i turned 44 you... this year i've been doing it since i was 11 years old you're looking good man <laughs> yeah you know i i think it's in the food you know <laughs> it's in the water maybe you know <laughs> yeah, yeah it's a lot of the grapes and strawberries i eat you know or the steak one of the two <laughs> combination of them all yeah fruits fruits and meats and vegetables absolutely no alcohol for me no thanks <laughs> gotcha ah, okay well then then maybe that's what i need to maybe that's 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 maybe why i'm looking so rough these days uh, oh yeah i get Not a enough shot fruits of, I, I get a shot of nyquil and i'm like ooh. <laughs> Forget it. you might get crazy up in here with the I'm, a, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm a lightweight. You give me a, a little bit of Michelob Ultra, and I'm like, okay, I don't feel good. All right, I'm an embarrassment to Irish people. <laughs> no, he's not one of us. <laughs> yeah, it's like I don't know this guy. We don't claim, we don't claim him. <laughs> yeah, I'll probably get a buzz off non-alcoholic beer. <laughs> so, flatline to beatline. Um, you are on how many different? podcast platforms pretty much uh, i mean pretty much everyone i'm that i can count 78 um uh oh. I, I no longer do you know i have the audio platforms like spotify and Podtail and Podbay and things like that uh not on youtube anymore um but i'm on odyssey.com and bitshoot.com um so okay. uh that's that that's how i do the uh, I started doing the video versions of my episodes on my one year anniversary uh, of the podcast, which was September 5th of last year. And I started now just last or the other week making the video versions of the podcast for patrons only. Uh, but people can, you know, and I also do other random videos like Shades Corner, where I discuss various things like the blurred lines between boyhood, manhood, um, Huh. the emasculation of masculinity i'll just talk about random stuff very short clips and, and things like right. that and um also i i've just now started uh as of last night started putting uh the hell and horn live streams on odyssey.com on my channel uh so because we're on trovo and they only keep them for two weeks so i have to download okay. them and bring them over so yeah it, it, it's growing i i think it'll i think odyssey definitely will overtake youtube in a couple of years interesting Easily. so we'll uh we'll we'll annotate or we'll put in the show notes you know uh i know you're on twitter so if oh. people want to find you i mean if we just google flatline to beatline i'm sure we're going to get a whole bunch of results but um we'll, we'll definitely throw up your uh if it's cool with you we'll, we'll throw out your twitter handle we'll throw out the uh the uh odyssey.com yeah. i'll send it all I'll, 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 yeah i'll give it all to you brother cool. <laughs> no cool. no 
You might even have a link tree. I don't know, but uh, yeah, whatever you oh, want to send over, just just DM me and I'll and I'll put it up in the the show notes and down in the description because we got folks on YouTube that watch and people out here listening that are just listening. So definitely check out you know what Nightshade does. Um, really cool stuff. It hits on a lot of different you know important topics. Um, and I really want to you know commend you and thank you for what you do because your platform is unique. You know what you do is unique, and there is nothing else out there like it. You know as you said. Um, we need to have a voice, you know, um, there's a lot out there in the world that gets misunderstood or misconstrued and the, the more positive light and the more education and the more positive influence that we can have, you know, out there, uh, I think the better off paganism and, and, and the occult and all these other, um, non-traditional religions, uh, better off will be so good stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so much of what I do here uh, on this podcast is, is, is random a bit. You know, it's, it's focus is on, you know, Germanic paganism and, uh, you know, depending on the person that you talk to, I think you're going to hear, well, there's Norse paganism, there's Germanic paganism, there's Saxon heathenry. There's all these like subsets of what I would consider just Germanic, you know, polytheism. Um, yeah. It, it hits on different ways, but uh, it's so random here. I don't, you know, the channel is, is more focused on some of that stuff, but this right here is a bit more of like a, let's just let our hair down. Let's just kind of, you know, shoot the breeze and uh, see where things go. And one of the things that I mentioned to you uh, before you came on here that I thought would be interesting to talk about is I haven't really gotten down the path of talking about this, um, the colonial pipeline debacle where everybody's, you know, freaking out and panic buying gasoline and gas stations have no gas. And it's like at, at the time of this podcast. So today is, is May 15th. The pipeline is back online. I checked some of the articles and, and I mean, they're back to normal operations. They got hacked. Um, oh, I last, think it was Monday, last Friday, right? last Friday. Okay. So a, a little over a week ago, we heard about it like the first of the week. And the media got a hold of it and started, you know, blasting it and making everybody lose their friggin' minds. Um, and, you know, it's, it's back online. They actually, as, as I understood it, at the beginning of this week, they were, it wasn't like back to normal operations, but they, they, they were, man, it was manually back up and running, you know. Uh, but you're in Georgia. I'm in Tennessee. I have, you know, my wife was supposed to go visit her family in North Carolina. That got canceled because the last thing that she wanted to have happen and what I would not want to have happen, of course, is, you know, you can make it like halfway there or most of the way there to where her family is on a full tank of gas. But what happens when you get out there, you know, there's there is no gas, you know, just because everybody's stupid and wants to panic buy all the stuff or uh, or what happens if, you you know, you do get to a gas station and people are you know, being hostile about it. Um, I don't know. Have you have you talked about it on any of your platforms since this has happened, or have you have you shared any thoughts about it? Because I've remained mostly silent about it, just because I think it's obvious that people are idiots. And yeah. if you're one of these people that are panic, I say panic buying, but if you think that you're like, no, 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 man, I'm preparing. I'm pre preparing for what? This ain't the apocalypse, man. This ain't you know, gas ain't going away. It's just a temporary shut, you know, it was a temporary shutdown for cybersecurity attack. 
Well, I mean, I mean, look, look at the other side of it, Jesse, is, is this. It, it, it teaches us a lesson. I, I've been a bushcrafter and a prepper for over 20 mm. years, right? <laughs> and it teaches you people are automatically assuming that gas is always readily available and nothing will ever happen. And they become lackadaisical um, or lackadaisical uh, in, yeah. in their behavior. And, you know, one should always, especially in the rural areas, keep gas cans, you know, for lawnmowers and weed eaters and stuff like that. Always have mm-hmm. that. Never never go below a half a tank ever. That's kind of a rule of thumb, especially when you travel. Oh, yeah. So for me, it, it hasn't really affected me negatively. Uh, and I have to give a shout out to the gas attendants at these stations. They are doing absolutely phenomenal and they are handling things. I have not experienced anything uh, besides long lines in which they go pretty quickly, but it's mm-hmm. never been chaotic. I haven't even really seen many things on price gouging really at all. Unlike what was it? 2016 where we went through this and people were charging $6 a gallon. Oh yeah. I remember that. I was yeah. actually on the road working on the road you know yeah exactly so uh, i i mean i i have an experience i think by middle of next week i think the prices will go down i mean right we had about a 36 cent to 51 cent increase uh i mean it's anywhere from 289 to 304 305 um so i I mean that's 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 pretty good but uh fortunately on I haven't, I'm not aware of any negative things that have happened. I've heard about fist fights that have happened in other places, uh, things like that. But, you know, hey, maybe they'll teach you a lesson and prepare, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Especially in rural areas like like mine. I mean, when when people know there's a storm coming, what do they do? They hit the gas stations just in Mm -hmm. case your generators go out or whatever. So hopefully it it has taught people something. That's another good point, too, um, because I'll, I'll be honest, you know, when uh the only reason i think that you know we 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 had this happen is because of what the media did to blow it out of proportion or people you know they they reported it which i guess you know arguably is it their job yeah maybe so but the way people took it it's like oh no there's not going to be any gas forever now i get the i get what you're saying as far as you know preparedness and being prepared but that goes back to you know, if you're already doing that, this is it kind of it kind of goes back to, to me like uh, over a year ago when we started getting word of this pandemic. That's we're, we're now starting to see, you know, restrictions being lifted. We're going to talk a little bit about that on the podcast, too. But, uh, you know, same sort of thing happened. You know, everybody was like, oh, no. Oh, gosh. You know, like, let's buy everything. Let's let's buy all the toilet paper. Let's, you know, and and. If, if, you know, a lot of people like maybe yourself, uh, some of my friends, myself included, you know, we already had a, a small surplus of things just like normal, you know what I mean? Like we've always had meat in the freezer. We've always had rolls of, you know, garbage bags, toilet paper, you know, just the modern day commodities, things that you may not need right then and there, but you always have a, a surplus of uh, in storage, you know what I mean? Um so it was like when 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 things start to hit the fan, um, you're not one of those that are just like caught with your pants down and scrambling and and you know potentially putting yourself or others in harm's way just to figure it out. But uh, yeah, like you're saying, <clears throat> a lot of people do have uh, you know generators and things that are their um, maybe not primary, but but a big part of their. Uh, 
you know, how things go for their daily lives. You know, people have, you know, electricity that is powered by their generators that need gas. You know, that's how they live. Um, so. Well, e e even rainwater uh, and in certain states, it's illegal to collect rainwater collect and use, of, uh, use it for electricity. Yeah. But also weapons got uh, had a huge increase um, during yep. that time and stocking up on on uh, food. A lot of people, they shop as they need. And it's, it's like, what's the harm in buying four extra cans of soup? or vegetables just to have it there uh, i mean mm -hmm. sure you i know people that literally have housefuls of food i mean you go into a spare bedroom that's large and they're, they've got a stock to the ceiling yeah right uh things of that nature I, i've seen people have more guns than they have food <laughs> <laughs> so and you know with the you know when it all started people had more toilet paper and I'm like well, that doesn't do anything for you man you need to survive you can go outside yeah. and use leaves you can use old t-shirts and then wash them you don't need toilet paper right you know so people they they panic and you know look who's profiting during mm -hmm. this pandemic right so yeah that's what you got a question as well i also thought it was you know because I always look at things in, in, you know, with our world, with my worldview and, and as you as a Germanic heathen uh, practicing in the similar things, um, the, the importance of um, preparedness and industriousness and just not being an island, but, but being part of a, a group or, or a collective or a community tribe, if you will, that helps each other, you know, um, because the world's a big place and it's, you know, everybody's not our problem. <laughs> you know, um, we're not supposed to help everybody. We have our people who we are nearest and dearest to and with that, that, that we can help and are there for. And I've had, you know, I've, I've been able to help others that are close to me and others that are close to me help have helped me, you know, family, extended family. Uh, and I was raised that way, you know, even though it wasn't heathenry, it wasn't called heathenry. It was, you know, Granted, it was a, you know, religiously, it was, it was Christianity, but fundamentals and, and morale, uh, morality, you know, that, that sort of stuff, uh, you, you can't, can't really put a, a religious title to it. It's like, you take care of your people, you take care of your community, take care of your tribe. So, uh, my, my, mine was the other way around. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I didn't grow up in a, in a strict household. I mean, you know. Mm -hmm baptized roman catholic did the whole latin masses and midnight masses when i was younger and uh but my father is a retired u.s army green beret and you know he was always one that said uh you know fight for those who can't fight for themselves and uh mm. always watch out for one another don't believe everything you see in here and i've got two younger brothers and we all have our own talents and and, and gifts and everything and yeah, you know, I, I was always the black sheep, always prepping and doing stuff like that and getting laughed right. at. And I'm like, oh, you know, see, now, now you're calling, now you're not laughing so much. So, I mean, yes, first and foremost is the hearth at home. <clears throat> always, always take care of yourself and your family first. And if you can help other people, do so, but not to the detriment of you and your family. Yeah. yeah. So, so, and don't let people always know that you're helping other people because then you're a target and people are going to come in marauders, things like that. So, uh, it just, 
it Discretion. is what it is. Yeah, ex exactly. So, you know, having <clears throat> uh, personal moral values and ethics and family values, I teach my two youngest daughters, they're five and four years old and they're young, but they, you know, they're understanding um, little by little that, you know, we have to watch out for each other because if you, if, if I were to get on one of them, I've got the other one saying, leave my sister alone. Right. So, <laughs> you know, they kind of getting it. <laughs> the, yeah. They, they get it. And, and when they're, when they're teamed up, it's, it's actually pretty awesome to see, especially when they're outside playing and uh, helping each other out, do things. It's, it's really beautiful to, to, to watch. And so when, unfortunately in today's society, you know, something almost cataclysmic has to happen before we start helping each other out. But when it does happen, it, it is really a sight to see. It is really amazing that people put their own personal opinions and <clears throat> biases and things like that aside just to help their fellow human beings. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I've, uh, I remember growing up as a kid cause I'm a, um, I'm the oldest of, Two, right so me and my sister um so you know baby sister big brother um my mom raised us my mom and dad raised us to uh understand that you know no matter what like you two are the best friends that you will ever have you've literally shared your whole lives together and and if nothing else comes to your aid if if, if everything else fails or whatever you always have each other and then you shouldn't understand that and, and we grew up um we grew up in our in our childhood and into our youth and uh, of course as i got older um I, I i kind of drifted away from the family unit and was starting to think about making my own life so there was a there was a short period of time where you know my decisions and my choices um kind of separated us uh, as it were from that really really close connection but because we had such a close connection up until that point, um, even though there was a severance or, or separation, uh, years had gone by or whatever, maybe we hadn't really done a whole lot of things. We hadn't talked. She was, you know, living her own life, um, doing her own stuff. We were still able to always come back to each other and be like, you know, we got you. I mean, we got each other. No, absolutely. Um, blood, blood is thicker than water. And un unfortunately, many people don't have those connections to, to their family. And I, you know, as you get older, <clears throat> you start realizing the, the value uh, of family. Cause when I was younger, I, I was wild. I didn't care. I didn't care about cultures. I didn't care about my right. heritage is nothing. Uh, you, you know, I was gang banging and mm -hmm. I was, I didn't care uh, about anything. Uh, you know, I didn't, I, I was more worried about if I was going to live to see the next day sometimes whether I was going to survive another hour uh, and doing just st stupid shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, uh, just doing, right. you know, but as you get older, you start, especially when you start having a family, then you really start seeing the value of it and you end up sounding like your parents, <laughs> you know? but they always For told real. you, yeah. You start saying it to the same thing. It's like, don't do stupid things. Don't do something to embarrass your family. You know, the, you know, and, and the, chivalry is gone as well with with family as well you know you shouldn't do anything don't air your dirty laundry in public don't don't mm -hmm. do stuff that's going to give your family name a, a bad name or a bad reputation so yeah um, you know 
people don't care anymore. They're more worried about clubbing and partying and watching TV and wasting their days away on complete nonsense. I see that too with, uh, I've talked about this in other contexts, but social media in general provides a platform for people, which is great to have a voice and to share their thoughts and to share their voices. Unfortunately, um, people think that that's just an open invitation to talk about whatever and be whichever sort of way. And, you know, this is it. And I've been guilty of this. I think we all have, um, because I, you know, I look back on some of my old social media posts and I just go, oh man, dude, what were you like? Why did you say that? What were you thinking? You, you know, I cringe looking at, you know, the 2011 or whatever version of myself, <laughs> but I see people nowadays even, you know, um, just the way they present themselves on, on, on social media. I'm like, if that's how you are presenting yourself to the public, to an audience, to, you know, people, um, that, that don't really know you, how is that a reflection on who you actually are and the people who do know you, you know what I mean? Like it's, it, it, it doesn't look well on you. And me as, as, as the person I am, I always looking at, you know, I guess there's a fine line between, you know, caring about your reputation, your refrain and not caring what other people think about you and just being who you are like there's a fine line like be true and be be a, be sincere but your reputation is important at least it is to me so yeah no I, 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 absolutely i i mean it's just like <clears throat> i'm sure you know your father told you the same thing always keep your word right mm -hmm. and unless in extreme circumstance be a person of your word because your word is your bond. And a lot of people, you know, like, it, you know, if you and I came to agreement on something, it was more, hey, shaking hands and, hey, your word is your yeah. bond. You say you're going to do something, and people don't do that anymore. And on social media, people tend to flap their gums and run their mouths and think they're big and bad. In reality, they're, they're, they're not. Um, and, of course, I've looked back on old posts that I've done, old uh, yeah. polls that I'll do on Twitter, just asking basic questions, and I'm like – yeah, you know, but it's a good thing being, you know, talking to literally hundreds of people every single day, podcasting, stuff like that is you and I've lived all over the world. And, mm. you know, you still learn every Culture. single day. Yeah. yeah, you still learn so much. But there are people who haven't even left their own state or own country and they want to talk about world affairs. <clears throat> and I yeah. believe that there was something in the Havamal saying, don't talk about worldly affairs if you're not a well-traveled person. Right. So, yep. I, I mean, people tend to talk out of their rear end, and <laughs> it's quite. Well, they funny. let their emotions drive yeah. what they say. You know, they'll get mad or upset, or they're they're overwhelmed. And that's another thing too, as I've noticed. I don't know if you've noticed this too, but the fragility of people nowadays. Wow, like what happened? You know what yeah, I mean? Like, you, hey, you, I'm not you, saying. You can you can even review calculators without somebody being offended in some way. You know, I mean, people's skin has been too. I, I literally did a tweet the other day on this, and I put a picture of calculators. People will get offended by th certain things, you know. And, and it, it, oh boy, it is it's bad, but it's all part of the game. Uh, that's what yeah. what I discussed last night on Hail and Horns was, uh, you know, I always encourage people to watch the movie Equilibrium 
with Christian Bale where they just get rid of emotions. Everybody's the same. They're automatons, total 1984 mm. type of thing. This is all part of the game. And people don't want to see it. They don't want to hear about it. They don't want to pay attention to it until it affects their wallet. Once it affects yep. their wallet, now they're going to pay attention. And people, they, they don't care. They want to know about the latest fashions and video games and, and you know. Yeah, what's trending? And, and not just that, but also men becoming more feminine. That is another thing that it's like, no, men are forged out in the world, right? Don't sit there and play video games for hours and hours now. No, no, that, that's just not right. And it, oh boy, yeah. <laughs> I, can, I can go on and on about that one. Yeah, that's a whole other subject matter. Because <laughs> I mean, you know, look, I, I feel that I am the person I am today because of how well, I am the person I am today because of how I was raised, the things that I did. I, you know, and I, and I may sound like really just old fashioned when it comes to this, but, you know, I worked for over a decade on a farm. You know, my dad is a carpenter by trade and I learned to work with my hands from a very young age. I remember being brought to a job site in the Hamptons that he was working on uh, when I was 11 years old picking up construction debris for the GC that my dad was working for, you know, and the guy paid me, you know, five bucks an hour, you know, when I was 11 years old, I made, you know, 40 bucks that day thinking I was, you know, the hot stuff because I had cash in my hand and I worked for it, you know, but I learned that at a very young age. I remember mowing my parents' yard, you know, uh, as part of like my, uh, you know, you know, you got like a weekly allowance or, or, or whatever, but it was like, you know, now that you're getting older, now that you're um, capable, now it's time to contribute to the home. Now it's time to contribute. And we don't see that in, in the younger generation these days. We don't. These kids, you know, six, seven, eight years old, man, they got iPhones. They got they got more expensive phones than I got. You know, I don't need I don't even own media accounts. I, I don't even own a cell phone. Like literally, everybody's shocked. I don't own one. The last one I had was in 2002. Really? And it was old uh, AT&T Singular. Remember that? Yes. Yeah. Gray phones. Yep. Yep. You know what's weird? And those kind of phones are coming back and they're more expensive than the smartphones. Why don't I have a phone? I don't want one. Okay. I I just, I don't. And I'm a tech geek. All right. I'm a computer geek. I just don't want a cell phone because I don't want to be tracked everywhere. Right. Yeah. (laughs) I, I just, yeah, I was the same way. I, I remember stepping out of line when I was six years old and having to cut the grass with a pair of scissors. <laughs> uh, I, you know, and from a young age, I was in Germany when the Berlin Wall was still up and seeing the violence. And, and wow. you know, I, I think the earliest time I can remember, I was about six years old and they had steps on the Berlin wall that you can just look and it says, don't climb on the wall. Don't do that. And one of my friends was right there, climbed the wall and had his head blown off by Easter because they were told don't do that. And when you have blood splatter all over you and you're six years old, yeah, you get a rude awakening very damn quickly of what life is really like. And that's what boosted me into politics and studying geopolitics and domestic politics and foreign policies and really mm-hmm. looking at different agendas because it, it, it just takes that one second, that one instance, and boom, your whole life can change. And from then, I just, man, it messes with you. 
<laughs> Day I, one. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> that's not I mean, I have nothing to compare that to, man. I'm just I'm 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 quite blown away and speechless at that just hearing that, you know. I'm sure everybody else listening and watching and people like, see wow, that just that escalated quickly, <laughs> you know. Yeah, we are. It, and unfortunately there are children that's nowadays that actually see a lot worse. You're right. No, they see a lot worse and there's madness out there, man. Yeah, it's complete madness and kids starving and you know, just horrible trafficking, human trafficking. It's such a it's such a thing that people don't want to talk about or know about, but it it happens, man. It, and it happens more than you think. Oh yeah, it's, it's women, absolutely. children, women that are pregnant with children getting impregnated for that purpose. You know, man, like crazy stuff, dude. Uh, oh yeah, and, and I've always encouraged a lot of the the men folk out there. You know, step up and be be fathers, be be a man, take care of your kids, be there for that because yeah. You know, I'm not going to get into the whole other LGBTQ stuff, but when a man has, you know, becomes a father, right? Be a father, you know, do out mm-hmm. there, you know, because it is so critical in a child's life is to have a good mother and have a good father. Because when one or either one are either negligent or absent, it throws a kid out of whack. And nowadays, parents are literally having kids and then throwing them in daycare. That screws a kid up. It's yeah messes the child up and and i'm a product of that you know but uh, i mean this this is why i and i've said this openly the a lot of the reason why society is so messed up now is because the roles of men and women have switched and they have become blurred and and yeah it's caused a lot of problems and the way thing, you know, again, it, and you could probably get on different sides of the argument, depending on who you talk to. It's, you know, well, if it worked back then, it can work now. But then you'll also be like, well, you know, you got to be progressive. You know, you got to advance with the times. You got to. I think there's room for everything there, you know, being progressive, working towards bettering yourselves, enhancing what's, you know, you know, just because just because you're uh you know using a wheelbarrow now doesn't mean you can't use a tractor because the tractor is better it's more productive that kind of stuff you know what i mean but when it comes to just like some fundamentals family units gotta gotta start somewhere you gotta have it you know gotta have the roots uh planted strongly and i feel like that's you know with you know mother and a father yeah exactly Um, if your heart is not strong Mm-hmm. Then a lot of outs, you know, on the outside world, it'll fall apart because no matter how chaotic the world can become, if you could, it's always great to at least know that you can always return home with family, yes. uh, even if it's for a short time, just to kind of recuperate from the, the, the chaos of society. And yeah. if somebody doesn't have that, you know, and in various ways, maybe their parents have passed away or whatever, you know, just being around other family members in, in, in good fun and mm-hmm. well really it's really um chicken soup for the soul <laughs> no you're right i can i can you know I've, I've been fortunate and not everybody is um as fortunate as you know others but um as an example i'm, I'm i've been fortunate to have a a really you know strong family unit and even though i'm you know a thousand plus miles away from where I'm from, you know, from home, as it were. Um, whenever I do go back, you know what I mean? It's like Tennessee is where I live. Tennessee is my home. It, it's what I've made my home. But when I go back to New York, when I'm around, you know, the old home, you know what I mean? Uh, it's like it, it feels so much different. It's like there's always going to be that pull for me. There's like this 
inner gravity well that always draws me back there. And I think it has to do with so much of the, the amount of weird that, that gets woven um, in, in, in cases like that. Not everybody has, has had that. Not everybody experiences that. Um, that's, that, that's true. Be, you know, if, if you look at it, it's going to be weird coming up on this show. If you look at the quota N, right, the, uh, for those who speak Arabic, um, uh, the quota the N Majid, it, it literally says in one of the surahs or the chapters, you know, your parents bore you in hardship. And when they get older, lower your wings of humility upon them. You know, so pretty much just saying, hey, look, they take they took care of you. Uh, when they get older, take care of them, help them out, do whatever. But people yeah. are like, no, no, man, I got to worry about doing this and this and this. And I'm, I'm telling you, there's really no greater benefit than helping take care of your family, especially your parents. Um, Absolutely. Because, hey, they, they wiped your ass when you were a baby. Yep. All right. I mean, they fed you. They had sleepless nights. And, and you know, I hope my daughters, when I get to that point, They'll, they'll help me around even though i'll push them away because i'm prideful <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know but lower your wings of humility to to your family you know siblings and uncles and parents especially and i think yeah. if we started doing that i think it would man i'm telling you it's just a, a great feeling as you stated before it's just something that opens you up inside and just like oh, it's like yes everything will be okay it's like having hot chocolate on a cold day <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah it's wholesome and, yeah, it's, and it's healing. It, it's therapeutic. It's healing. It's, you know, it's as it should be. It feels and, and that for, way for a reason. And, and for the us and in our beliefs, you know, you're and I believe, I mean, the gods will reward us and the goddesses definitely. And I, I do believe that even the Husvatir and the Lanvatir, even so much so what would greatly reward you for taking care of your family. I mean, they do so for taking care of the land, take care of your family. It's all the same. Yep. Yep. Well, they're they're tied to us in that way. You know, the the the, the house whites, the vatir of the home. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, if they're if if the house is in disarray or if the house is in turmoil, they're upset. It it, it okay. just it trickles on down. So when you know, happy home, uh, happy life, happy whites. You know, yeah, uh, the vatir that live and, and coexist with us. Um, it does. It, it I, I definitely agree. And our ancestors, you know, feel that. You know, because they are always with us too. A lot of people um, don't always remember the importance of of our ancestors. You know, like you say, you know, we're here. Our parents did everything that that we couldn't do in our youth and infancy and stuff. Took care of us, and we couldn't. Um, and we are a product of them and, and our and our ancestors. You know, we owe our lives to them. You know, Literally. just just like the, uh, just like the band uh, in this moment, they did a song. I think it's called Roots, and you know, in, in it was verse in there. I'm strong because of you, because of you know, just talking about the answers. I'm strong because I'm alive today because of you. All your hardships that you survived in every way. I wouldn't be. None of us would be here today watching this or listening to this if it wasn't for our ancestors having the fortitude and the gall and, and the the survival yeah. mentality to keep pushing forward. And every everybody has ancestors that maybe had money and definitely had ones that were poor and Mm -hmm. that's something and when you take care of your hearth and home and you take care of yourself and all that i'm telling you that ancestral energy surge always comes through yeah Uh, especially when you start learning about your ancestors that really just does something to you now because when i said when i was younger i didn't care I, i i did not 
care at all about my ancestry. Uh, and I'm Scottish and Irish and um, Danish and German, right? So I didn't care. And I was more worried about how are you going to benefit and profit me? Because mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't associate with people unless they were going to profit me in some way. All right. So, and when you have a mentality like that, it erodes your soul. It yeah. It does. Uh, and it's a short term. Yeah, man. Very short term. And that's why I did my, I do my podcast. Uh, you know, when people create podcasts, they usually do it for the here and now. But in my mind, I was creating a generational legacy. So when I can't do it anymore, my daughters are step up and, and uh, help people, as I say, break through the noise. That's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm hoping they will continue on. Their kids will continue it on because, no, like I said before, nobody focuses on the ones that are, are not popular. So who else is going to help each other? Yeah. It's, it is selfish. Uh, it's, it's selfless. You're not going to profit a whole lot. Maybe you can. But who else is going to take the time to actually give a damn? That's no, the problem right. nowadays. I can understand worrying about yourself first and foremost and your family. But, hey, extend that out. And like you said – Start with the hearth and home and then work your way out to the community. And that's what I have been doing with my podcast. And that's yeah, what I've done with creating the Viper Alliance, uh, you know, which is <laughs> is really it, it's it's an alliance for the first time in history. And I've looked it up between pagans, witches, Satanists and Luciferians to combat cyberbullying and stalking uh, and to and it could be rely, a, a, a support network on mundane things could be computer issues or uh, auto mechanics or whatever someone's going to be able to help you right and wow. because it's lacking so that's why i created it and and whoever is getting bullied because they're a pagan or which hell hell we've even had christians come and ask for our help and we're almost hmm. at a hundred members already you know and we're doing something great so i'm i'm I don't have a whole lot of money, but I'm trying to make a, a positive change in this world with my podcast, with the Viper Alliance, and trying to give back to the world that's given me so much. That is tremendous. Uh, and I think a lot of people appreciate it. I know, I mean, for, for my sake, uh, with what I do, you know, the, the with Midgard Musings and with this podcast, just you never know what happens on some of these random ramblings, you know, you never know uh, with the guests that I get on here, just what, where the directions end up leaning towards, you know, we may have some topics that we want to discuss, but, you know, we started talking about how, you know, well, shoot, you know, you, you came on here and it was, you know, uh, gas shortages. And now here we are talking about this and, you know, making a difference in our communities and stuff. So it's, it's a great, it's I not scripted. It's, it's not it's, scripted. It, yeah, you, you never know. That's this. why I do it with my podcast. <laughs> I don't script it. The, yeah. My guests don't have no idea what I'm going to ask ever. Yeah. yeah. So. I love it. And it kind of does segue into one of the things that I did want to talk about, actually. And it's amazing that it worked out because, you know, with the pandemic, uh, you know, we're in post. I don't want to say like we're not in a pandemic anymore because it's obviously, you know, look around. But um, we're, we're getting into the post pandemics. Uh, post-pandemic era or age of things we made it through a really rough time there's you know the vaccine personal feelings aside whatever things are starting to change um and and i think they're trending in a good way at least i'd like to think so and and as we you know look at um as we look at the uh you good oh there you are you froze up on me Okay. All right. 
Um, let me uh, let me let me recap in case we missed it because you froze up on me too. So I just want to make sure. But what I was saying as far as what we've thus far talked about and how it segues into one of the topics that I had wanted to mention here was we are in post pandemic times. We're moving towards a uh, you know with the vaccine and everything. With you know personal feelings aside, it's you know we're, I think I like to think that we're we're trending in a positive way um, globally. Um, and because of that, you know, people are like, well, let's get back together. Let's start doing things that we haven't been able to do on the scale that we were able to do it, you know, over the last year or more. Um, and so much of, so much of that involves, you know, community work, doing things for people, uh, in person stuff, all, everything that we, everything that we've done over the last year has, has separated, uh, us from each other people i mean you know can't go to school yeah that, can't I mean, go to work you know can't go to events we haven't I'll, had you know here in our area for the middle tennessee heathens you know we haven't done anything publicly in, in like a, a restaurant or a, a park or whatever like we haven't done anything uh since last year um in 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 the interest of safety you know not wanting to put any anybody in the community uh in a, in a position that they felt uncomfortable in because of the situation and now that we're trending in a position in, in, in a direction that makes that is going to make that feasible again it's exciting to think about um and and i think people are itching for that you know people are really wanting to get back to life well, as normal human human beings are social creatures that that yep. is that is a fact and the thing is is um, it'll never get back to normal. It, it will never. In fact, you don't want it to go back to normal if you are have your ears to the ground of what's really going on in the world. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm, you know, like I said, I grew up all over the world. I'm used to metropolitan areas, but you know, out out where I'm at, I, I'm happy with it. Um, I, mm-hmm. I like I like peopling. You know, I like being around people. We're social. You know, not a social butterfly or anything, but um, you know, I still wear a mask. Uh, everywhere yeah. because I've had COVID and I literally thought I was dying. Uh, and because when it first started, I didn't think anything of it. And, uh, <clears throat> but when your lungs are being twisted inside out, you, you and having to be away from your kids, you think twice. Um, so perspective. Uh, yeah. It, it's, um, I'll, I'll just say, um, for, for me, uh, I'm anti-vaccine because I've seen what it does to people. And I've seen the medical reports that are not being put out. But um, the the thing is, is, you know, people are, are wanting to go out and party and all that. And they're not learning the lesson that it yeah. has to teach us. Yeah. Right? People don't want to do that. They don't want they don't care. They're, they're worried about their here and now. What can I benefit from it? They don't care about, OK, what am I learning from this? And it's about self-reliance. It's also a chance to reset and really strengthen those uh, family bonds that maybe were absent before. People don't see about that. They're more like, man, I need to get out to get myself a beer, right? I want to go partying. I want to go doing this. I want to go shopping. Yeah, yeah. Go to concerts and all that stuff. Yeah, entertainment. Yeah, you know, know. hey, hey, and a good concert's great. For sure, yeah. Like, I'm not taking taking away from that at all. I guess I was looking at it more like, you know – how we talk all the time about 
the importance of community from a heathen perspective, you know, that you have to have a, a strong family unit. You have to have a, a solid community before you can build a tribe that is an extension of your family, you know, and the community is here. It's just how you get to know each other really well. If you can't meet in person because of, you know, social restrictions and things like that. And because of where things are trending, you know, again, what information gets shared, doesn't get shared. It's people are looking at it like, well, I'm vaccinated now, or, or I'm the, you know, like, let's, let's get back to quote unquote normal. But like you said, it normal. What was normal then is not going to be what is normal going forward ever. You know, like that's that was then and different times. You know, we, we've <laughs> the world has changed drastically. Yeah, no, noticed, I, you know, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I think in many ways, um, you know, people who are in severe lockdowns, um, you know, they're they're complaining about it. And I can understand, you know, I can understand wanting to having to go outside and stuff like that. I, I, I'm blessed by the gods to be able in, in a very rural area, but it, it's, it's a chance to really look at your shadow self and work on yourself. I mean, there's things happen for a reason, good or bad things happen for a reason. And I'm, I'm glad people are starting to see the benefit of it, but Hey, you know, Jesse, you could have always come to me and talk to me about things or sharing things, helping each other out that, you know, it doesn't have to be face to face. It doesn't actually have to be in a specific heathen or uh, heathen tribe or anything like that. It's right. hey, we're, we're friends and we're always there for each other at, at any point in time. And I, I think it's really helped at least on social media. Um, you, you know, if you notice Twitter and all that has become deadened over the past couple of weeks, it's been dying down and dying down because people are out and about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of social media has um, YouTube yep. um, creators all over the place are noticing, you know, I'm not getting the amount of subs that I used to get. I'm not getting the kind of growth that I would see views and things like that. What's happening? Is it YouTube, whatever? That's a good point. I didn't even think of that as, you know, probably saw such a spike in growth over the last year because of the isolation because people weren't out. Now people are back out and they're like the hell with all this internet stuff. <laughs> I've seen but, it too much but, for the last year. I don't need to look, not see it. Look which at the is great. Look at the positive side of it. One, you have more people know who you are, so they're automatically going to go back to watching yourself. And two, you were pushing forward. You know, I started my podcast in September of 2019. Bam, and then pandemic hits like six months later. <laughs> so, yeah. and I was pushing through and pushing through. You did the same thing, and you. I remember when you came on. You were on episode five and seventy five. I remember on episode five, you had like 800 subscribers. <laughs> That's what you had. And now you're at what? Almost 4,000. Yeah. I mean, both, look, yeah, getting look, there, yeah. Look at what you've done, man. And look, look at the hope you've given people. Think about that. Right. And look how you benefited and the connections you have made. And those are hopefully be lifelong connections that can keep going on forward and networking. That's True. what it's all about. It's not yeah. about right. The here and now it's about what can you do in the long term. Because people want short-term benefits and to hell with any type of long-term benefits. And you know, mm -hmm. I think that's why you do your show and I do my podcast is for the long-term. Yeah. Right? You know, and that's It's a marathon, right? Not a sprint. Exactly. Got and, sus and sustainability. And I, have a, I have a feeling, I have a feeling by this time next year, you'll be above 10,000 people, 10,000 subscribers. I really do believe that. You know? I mean, that'd be wild. That'd be wild, man. 
Yeah, know, and let's, I let's think keep going. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying because you provided a source of distraction uh, for for people, and so did I, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it's good. My my stuff has gone up and down. It's fluctuated, things like that. But I mean, since September 2019, with I'm I'm going to be doing episode 83 today. Uh, I'm almost at a million downloads. That's nuts. Yeah, like that's that, that, like that's combined a million with, of anything. Yeah, like that's wild. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 combined. But you know, I had to create my own path. I literally, my pocket is literally creating its own path. Yeah. Right. So I I was expecting to walk through swamps and over mountains, and you're doing the same thing. You've had to walk through those swamps and climb those mountains, and you're gonna you're prospering from that. So l- look at the bright side of things. Yeah, and I don't know if you've seen it too, but um. I see a lot of other, and I don't know if it's just because of algorithms, but um, I'm noticing or I'm finding a lot more content creators and pagans that are doing things similar, but in their own way. You know what I mean? Like they may have been there and I just hadn't noticed them um, or they came out since. um, And it's a great thing. Eric Shervin's another one. You know what I mean? Like I found his channel right around the same time I was doing my my thing um he had already started you know doing his i forget how much sooner or prior to to mine but and then since then it's just like oh i found this one and i found that one and then they're really good stuff too you know like yeah absolutely there's there's a ton of trash out there but there's also a a good number of of really solid and and and, uh, positive influencers and and content creators out here that are doing great things in so many different ways and usually the, the the good ones honestly don't have an extreme amount of followers the ones that have like a million followers yet only have like i don't know one or two like 200 views per video uh that's easily they bought their subscribers they bought bots that's what they did yeah yeah and and to where you earned yours you earned you and eric and so many other they've earned their work and their way through and those are always suppressed by profits yeah and I would always rather that, you know what I mean? I, I don't I don't want fake numbers. I don't want fake likes. I don't want fake this, that, or the other. I'd, you know, if, if, if all it was was 15 people or 20 people or 100 people or whatever, like if that's all it was, but they were sincere and they were the real deal, that's fine by me, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, and I'm actually, you know, on Odyssey and BitChute, I'm getting more views over there than when I was on YouTube. Right. So like literally triple the amount. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. Might have to look into that too. Keep my idea. Keep my options open at least. <laughs> well, you, you you can sync your YouTube channel to those platforms. And that oh, way dear? if, you, if okay. you upload something on YouTube, it automatically goes to those. Gotcha. Gotcha. So that that's why that, that why is that because I I think YouTube it'll be dead in five years. It'll become a MySpace very quickly. Hmm. Because of all, because if you got to think, YouTube was created uh, from its the the mouth of, of its creator. Sather said YouTube was designed for the government, um, businesses, and advertising. Literally, that's what it was. Just in, in, its intention was, but then it blew out of proportion. Yeah, yeah, kind of uh, a monster was created, as it were. <laughs> yeah, and even though some amazing content on there, I mean, some just oh, for sure. great content yeah. on there, but you're seeing a shift, and it's going over to the alternatives. Yeah. Hmm. I'm just catching it early on. Interesting. <laughs> Very interesting. Well, I am uh, going to be wrapping this up here soon. Um, and as always, um, with every random Heathen Ramblings podcast, always pick a random stanza 
from the Hovamol and uh, read from a number of different translations um, and kind of, you know, give a uh, analysis or thought and ideas and invite, if I got guests, you know, invite your insights and always ask the listeners and the viewers to, to share their thoughts as well. So um, I picked uh, I picked a stanza from the Havamal, which is uh, depending on the translation that you read it from, because there's so many different ones and in, in, in how they get, I guess, numbered or whatever. It stanza 145 or 146 or 147, just depending on <laughs> the translation that you read it from. So I'll start with, uh, uh, we got Auden, I usually read Auden and Taylor, Hollander, Bellows, uh, Thorpe, um, and the Jackson Crawford, sometimes Oliver Bray. See, Oliver Bray is 144, Bellows is 146, Thorpe is 147, Jackson Crawford, Auden and Taylor, and Hollander is 145. But so for anybody listening, watching, whichever, you know, version you're reading from, um, I'll start with Auden and Taylor. So this stanza reads that uh, it is better Better to not ask than to overpledge as a gift then or as a gift that demands a gift. Better not to send than to slay too many. Uh, the Hollander version or translation reads, "'Tis better unasked than offered over much, for a doth a gift look for gain. Tis better unasked than offered over much. Thus did Odin right ere the earth began when up he rose in after time bellows reads is better better no prayer than too big an offering by thy getting measure thy gift better is none than too big a sacrifice so thund of old thund is another i think kenning for odin uh so thund of old wrote ere man's race began when he rose on high when home he came. Uh, Bray is a better ask for too little than offer too much, like the gift should be the boom. Better not to send than to overspend. Thus Odin graved are the world ere, sorry, ere the world began. Then he rose from the deep and came again. Uh, Thorpe is tis better not to pray than to offer too much. A gift ever looks to a return. Is better not to send than to over than too much consume. And then the uh, Jackson Crawford, which is from his uh, Wanderers, Paul Vimal, uh, it, it is better not to pray at all than to pray for too much. Nothing will be given that you won't repay. It is better to sacrifice nothing than to offer too much. Odin carved this before the birth of humankind when he rose up and returned again. Uh, and I think that it, it, it is a good reminder for, uh, especially like newer pagans. Um, I don't really hear about this type of thing too much in the more seasoned audience of folks when it comes to, well, how, you know, what do I give as an offering? What do I sacrifice to this God or to that God? And then they, they worry about the, the specifics so much i think because they don't they don't want to offend anybody they don't want to do it wrong you know what i mean um and sometimes it's better to just not to ask for anything not to pray not to gift um than to overgive um or to you know 
sometimes it's just best to take a step back and, and be a bit discreet or, or because you know, again, it, a gift is always going to seek a gift in return. That's part of this reciprocation. Part of what we, at least as in Germanic heathenry understand is the gifting cycle. You know, we gift in anticipation and in hopes of being gifted back. So what we, you know, what we, what we receive from the sacred uh, or even from our people, you know, even from the, our folk, I, I feel like this is something that's missed uh, or lost in our communities so much, you know, um, the gifting cycle does exist in profane space, like with our people, with amongst each other. Um, so I don't know, like in modern times, you know, a gift can be your time, you know, a gift can be non-material things, not, not, a, not necessarily monetary gifts or material gifts. Gifts can be, you know, the time spent, uh, or, you know, maybe even, things like this, you know, where, you know, you're taking an hour out of your day to come on to my podcast and be heard by all these people and seen by all these people as, you know, I see that as like a, uh, you know, exchanging gifts with one another, you know, there's knowledge to be shared, there's wisdom to be had and gained and um, well, that, for, the, that, for the long term. That stanza comes down to one word, modesty. It comes down to modesty. And I always tell young witches and pagans and stuff, the person who does not have a lot but gives the very best that they have and that they can is worth a lot more than somebody who has everything to give because they are abundant in wealth. So yeah. to me, somebody can go out and offer gold as an uh, as an offering to the gods or goddesses. Uh, to me, somebody who, who carves something out of a twig, out of, out of a branch – that is worth a hell of a lot more than those gold pieces mm -hmm. because it's about the energy. It's about modesty. It's about chivalry. It's about respect. So somebody who is impoverished but offers the only bread that they have to their guest, and they are treated like kings and queens uh, yeah. compared to somebody who offers a whole smorgasbord of food. Mm -hmm. right? That's what it comes down to because – I mean, people tend to forget about all that. They worry about the the plastic side of it all. <laughs> yeah, the synthetic of it. Yeah, the yeah. synthetic version. Yeah, the plastic version of it all. It's got to come from within. And if it doesn't come from within, then it's not worth anything at all. It's a great point. And interestingly enough, because uh, the way you were putting it, you know, um, somebody that gives gold or that gives so many things because they have so much, how is that going to impact them? What, what, what sacrifice is being made for them to give, you know, that when they've got so much return? It reminds me of something that even in Christianity, there's a, a parable that gets mentioned about, you know, the, uh, a gift um, or, an, or, or a tithe or something that was given. I'm, I'm forgetting some of the specifics of it, but basically the widow's might. I think if you were to Google the parable of the widow's might, um, M-I-T-E, not like mighty, but basically what it what it boils down to is that this poor widow, you know, tithed or gifted something that was the very last that she had. And a rich man gave so much of what he owned that he still had so much left. And the widow's gift, the widow's might, that poor woman's gift was way more valuable and was way more important than what that rich man gave. Um, 
because it was literally the last she had. It was all she had and she gave it all. And so, like you said, modesty, you know, it doesn't, and I always think too, that that value, the value of a gift is not placed on the giver. Value of something is, is determined on the recipient, right? Because again, something that's given to me by somebody that made it to me is, is priceless. You know, to them, it's like, well, it may, it cost me X, Y, Z to make it. And, you know, this amount of time to sit and do it. And, but to me, it's like, I can't put a price on that yeah. because I can't buy this anywhere. I can't, you know, you made it, you did it. And, and that's what, what, that's where in the value lies, I think. So, uh, when it comes to giving, when it comes to gifting, um, I think it's good to be reminded of sincerity, modesty, you know? doesn't have to be a lot it just needs to be sincere it needs to come from the heart exactly exactly as you said the, the greatest sometimes the greatest gift is time that you put in and the blood and sweat and tears especially if you're making or even drawing something somebody somebody can offer me a mercedes benz and another person says hey man i i drew this picture for you that picture is going to be worth a lot more than that mercedes in my yes. opinion because not everything is about money it's yeah. just not, you know, and I'm probably going to be more of a friend to that person who drew me something than someone who tried to get For me. sure. For sure. Yeah. I mean, hell, I'll take a Mercedes if you want to give it away, but <laughs> I'll just take it and sell it. That's what I do. I just take right? it and sell it. Yeah. But it's, it's just like birthday gifts. You know, I don't, I don't celebrate my birthday. I don't accept gifts and I haven't since I was eight years old. Mm. I just don't, I don't, or, you know, Christmas gifts or anything like, I don't, I don't take them. I'd rather give than receive. That's yeah. Just, who I am, but my, my daughter's little drawings of their handprints or something, it's far more valuable than if somebody gave me a hundred acres of land. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's tremendous. Well, man, I do appreciate uh, your time here um, and appreciate you, you know, rapping with me for the last hour or so. It's been really awesome. Uh, and you're always welcome, you know, so uh, for the future and in the future, if we ever, uh, come up with something again I'll, I'll shoot it your way and uh you know you're welcome back here anytime oh definitely man it was absolutely my pleasure man definitely gotta do it sometime soon <laughs> definitely definitely um well i will uh ask everybody that's listening and watching to you know check the show notes check the description check wherever it is that you're watching for all the ways that you can um follow and support what uh, nightshade does on his you know on flatline to beatline on all the ways that he does his stuff uh the viper alliance um Halen horns everything everything that he's a part of it's it's worth your time and effort to to support um so check all that stuff out don't forget to you know favorite this podcast upvote it whatever the platform is that you're listening on requires you or asks you to do um if it's free doesn't doesn't hurt you to to do that and of course um Share the videos around and let people know to become a member of Midgard Musings on YouTube so that you can get the, the video format as well. Uh, Nightshade, stick around um, for just a second while I end the podcast. But for everybody else that's listening and watching, hail, stay healthy out there. Uh, and until we talk again, may all of your hearth fires continue to burn bright.